Jade Mesco. I'm Derek Neighbors. And I'm Roy Vandewater. And today we are talking about my favorite thing, being lazy. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite thing too. Really? Yeah. Do we really have to talk about it? Or I don't just... know. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. That's too much. <laughs> well, good thing we can uh, talk without thinking. <laughs> uh, so many more jokes to be made. Okay. So this topic, we were talking about this, uh, Jade and I talked about this at lunch, it sounds like Jade and Roy, you've been talking about this a lot, but the concept uh, kind of stems from a lot of the clients that we're working with. We see these teams where they do a whole bunch of work, 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 and they get praised for all their effort. You know, at the end of the demo, or end of the sprint, uh, they didn't really deliver anything of any value, they didn't really ship anything, the customer's not delighted, but boy, oh boy, they worked hard, and everyone in the room is clapping for them. And that feels really disingenuous, and... Uh, I think I heard someone the other day talk about how they they stayed up till 5:30 in the morning tweaking these servers, you know. And I thought to myself, man, like if I had to do that, I would be very upset, and I would probably find some way to automate it. And shoot myself in the face. Yeah, yeah that, that was my nice way of saying that. I, I remember living in that world though. Like I, oh I was, yeah, I was definitely like part of the the hero culture, and uh, I could always be counted on to you know work the extra hours or do whatever it took uh, to get the job done. And uh, I've, I've wisened up since then. Yeah, I think it's interesting because the, a lot of the stuff that, uh, and I think we have like a maybe an automate everything mentality, but there's so much stuff now that I, mean, I used to do that, maybe be the hero or you want to work the extra hours or whatever, and it felt good to do that, like you were contributing a lot. But now it just feels dumb. Like I yeah. feel stupid if I do that. I do too. And I, uh, Roy and I were talking about the other day. I said, if, if you find yourself working that hard to get something done, you're probably working wrong. It's just, it is so easy to get away with automating a lot of things, uh, you know, just not having to do that much work. The problem is there's definitely a stigma against being perceived as not working hard. Yeah, so I, I think my goal in life lately, maybe it's why I'm a little more interested in robotics lately, is to replace myself with some form of automation. Like that is the, the pinnacle. But I think what happens is people do think that like if I'm not valuable, like if 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 I'm not doing something all the time, uh, people are going to think I'm not valuable. And I keep saying, you know, what what is it about that makes us think this way? I, I can't remember if it was Carlos Laguerre, a designer of some kind, um, had some, said something very profound to me at one point at a, in, during a talk, and uh, they basically said, you know, I make three million dollars for giving somebody a logo, and that logo only takes me about an hour or two worth of effort to actually make the logo. My value is in knowing what to make for a logo, and that's why I'm worth $3 million. So the guy who makes the Nike swoosh, we can all laugh at, man, that's so simplistic. Think of how valuable that is, or the Coca-Cola logo, or whatever. And I, I think we focus on things that are very low value, and we think that we just have to like put in a ton of effort to get any kind of result. And I like to say that you have to put in a ton of effort to become an expert and to become good to know what the right logo is to do. But that's not the same thing as then every logo thereafter, you have to put in tons of effort to get there. And I think that's the misnomer is people just want to work hard. They don't want to work at getting good. And if you work at getting good, then you don't have to work as hard anymore. Yeah, so I think, Jade, you had talked the other day about, um, like, your definition of lazy, I think, was about, like, not wasting your time. Or it has something to do with wasting your it's time. It's that I have no tolerance for wasting my time. Right, and so I think... Um, 
I think there's a big difference. Like, so I'm not opposed to hard work by any means. No. I think hard work is a great thing, and um, maybe being deliberate with what you're doing is very important. And you know, busting your ass, you got to do that stuff. But I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to work hard at being stupid. Yes. Yep, but there's there's still the human nature component of not valuing it. Like we talked about, uh, like Clayton and I were talking about his eye surgery because he just got LASIK surgery, and so he spent a ton of money. And I think the operation you said it took five minutes. Yeah, and, and was all automated. Like the doctor came in, pushed a button, and you're done. Right. It's like like I could totally see myself thinking like I paid I paid however much money for this. Like that's crazy. Like I should have paid five dollars because it took him five minutes. But I'd I'd it's not like I'd rather have surgery for an hour. Right. That you want you want for. the surgeon to work really hard on you <laughs> for a couple a really hours. Long time, right? Well, yeah. well, and I think it's the value, right? If you're spending a hundred dollars a year on contacts or two hundred dollars a year on contacts. And you go out and you have this surgery, and it makes it so you don't have to have contacts for ten years or more. Like the value of that's pretty. Well, maybe high. You just right, hate. Right. Maybe you just hate wearing them. Right. It's not but, even a cost but thing. Be, but, the, but the weird thing is that I almost feel like I would actually be feel less slighted if it took an hour than if it took five <laughs> minutes. Yes, and I, I think the I don't know what it is about software teams that um, it's so easy to fall into that trap of just praising effort. I think some of it has to do with people aren't nobody in like the whole food chain is very clear about outcomes. So if the entire maybe organization or department doesn't have some alignment about what it means to be successful, I think you kind of just default to, you know, you know, back padding. Like, it's the oh, thing that's job. it's the thing that's very easily visible. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I know if everybody if I can look out in the parking lot and I see everybody's cars here uh, and it's, you know, 630. I know everybody's working hard, and man, they must be a great team. But there's a there's like a waste <laughs> factor to it too. Where you're thinking like, okay, I may have one guy who's able to do in an hour what the what the other team takes ten hours to do, right? And so he comes in and works for an hour and leaves. Like that gets me thinking like, what if I got him working all ten hours? Like I'd have ten times the capacity. Although maybe the magic to why he's able to do ten times what everybody else does is because he only works an hour, right? Like there's a lot of that to it. Well, I, I think some of it too is it's kind of like a preventative care in healthcare or medicine or dentistry, right? That uh, I think a lot of times people don't see the value in automation up front because there is performance degradation up front that pays off in the long term. So it's like if I go in and spend 10 minutes, I don't know, once a quarter or twice a year getting my teeth cleaned, and I spend two minutes every night brushing my teeth, right? I can prevent like really costly damage and all sorts of repeated visits to the dentist down the road but if it's like man i just don't have two minutes to brush my teeth every night to to maintain that like that's just that's ridiculous we have this happening at our client right now where they have a build process that takes one to two weeks to to run an automated test suite that they have they have the the capability to increase it by at least a hundred times performance and they know it'll take less than a few weeks nobody will give them the time to invest to speed up their process that much. They think they can even take it to like a thousand or 10,000 times uh, speed, but nobody will give them the time to invest. So now they just waste everybody's time for weeks and weeks on end because they refuse to invest that little bit. And and so I think that's a great point is I think that really solid engineers don't ask because what they do is they say like, look, we ship stuff late all the time. That's standard for the industry. Nobody's going to beat us too hard. Like, so if we have to take it in the shorts for a sprint or two or for a week or a month or whatever, to get that thousand, as long as we get that thousand times gain, like people are going to be amazed with us yep. four weeks from now. So like, fine, let them be pissed off for two weeks. Way we fix this, and and I'm not advocating people go lie to their product owners or do hairy things. But I, I think there's ways. I, I think if you truly believe in automation, you just bake it into what you're doing. You don't even 
like say like oh we need all this extra time to go do it you just bake it into part of the process so what, what other ways is are uh do we try to maximize our laziness uh besides automation I think I put a lot of um, effort into like being good about pattern matching. Um, so I don't spend a bunch of time rethinking about a problem to figure out a solution for it. I think I immediately try and just go to my library of patterns of like, this This looks like something I've already done. I'm just going to go to that right away. Like, uh, So I think I spend a lot of time doing that, uh, just focusing on what have I done before and how does this look like what I've done before. And then I, I spend a lot of time, or not a lot of time, but I'm pretty brutal about uh, trying to remove anything that isn't totally necessary. Like if I'm talking to a product owner, like I'll try to get everything out that I don't need to be able to demo that whatever feature. And that usually means you can end up delivering most of what they want with like 10% of the effort. I've seen Roy put a lot of effort into uh, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> beating down a product owner to get, to get to the simplest solution. It was interesting, though, because I've gotten interesting reactions from product owners because right. really it allows me to – because when, when you do that, it allows you to get way more done because you can you know spend 10% of the effort on, on 10 stories and do the right thing of each one. Yeah. Right, but like uh, it, in, in a few times, and in one case, uh, the product owner actually made it explicit that he felt that I was um, – just trying to get out of doing work, which I guess is true to some extent, but I wasn't trying to get out of work to not do work. Right. Your intent was to deliver maximum value right. for minimum effort. So one, one area I see there being a lot of, I don't say effort spent, but some upfront effort spent um, that gets long-term gain for laziness is space layout. So when I look at physical space layout, it's one mm. of the things that I will fight really, really hard for teams to make the barrier to communication so low that everybody's within earshot in the same room so that I never have to IM somebody. I never have to get up and go to somebody's cube. Like the people that I work with the most are close to me and are available right away. And if I have to deal with somebody who's digitally, I create pathways, whether it be group me or flow doc or whatever to basically maximize presence with them so that I don't have to overcome some barrier i don't have to send an email and wait and do yeah. all sorts of blocking techniques and and I, I think it's interesting because so many people just write that off as like oh like that's just like why are you even bought like why are you even fighting facilities to just get us all this together that's just like a waste of time and it's like well not really because it's going to save us every time we want to communicate it's going to save us potentially tens of <laughs> right. minutes like hundreds of times a if day I, like, if i can turn my head and talk to you instead of get up walk for 30 seconds and talk to you like right. that's huge right. well the fa- the real the reality is you probably won't even do it if you if you have to spend even 30 seconds of effort to do it well I'll put it off you're gonna I'll put try, it off i'll start until trying it, to batch yeah. it and then i eventually well, end up not doing it at well, all. It, it falls in line with one of the other principles i want to be the dumbest person in the room or the mm-hmm. dumbest person on the team and if i am i'm gonna ask for help a lot and so if there's any barrier to me asking for help it's going to slow me down so if i really want to be lazy i want everybody near me and within your ear, earshot of me or digitally near me so that i can ask for help a lot because i'm really lazy like i don't want to have to if clayton solved the problem before and he's got a pattern to use like i don't want to have to recreate it i would rather ask clayton and have him just say like you're such an idiot why don't you just use this that, that's a fantastic idea i would love to use that and so i think that's interesting these things we're talking about are things i think get beat out of you in school right so yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking today on the i cheat a lot right <laughs> so it's like on the way to work i was thinking man did, i was like a really lazy kid and i always got in trouble for being lazy like did, did the universe just align me with this perfect career that where i get rewarded for being lazy <laughs> or, or am i doing something different you know and, and so i thought i used to get in trouble for being lazy and the same thing about like asking for help right like that's not you don't do that in school like it's not right to do that you if do you ask if you ask one of your 
classmates for help, that's called cheating. Right. So like you act, like, you get sent to the principal's office for that. Derek already knows how to do this. Why would I bother figuring it out my own? I can right. just ask him. Now, is there Derek already filled this worksheet out. Like, why don't is I just copy his? <laughs> can I just copy your Xerox <laughs> off your homework? Right. Now I'm going to learn something when I do it, and I maybe I'll have Derek like pair with me. Right. We can both pair on that, and I can learn how to do it. And now I know how to do it, and I already solved my problem. I don't have to do those things twice. But I think that's one thing I've seen a lot in a lot of these teams, and especially from the flip side, all the people in the room I mentioned that were clapping. There's something about getting to the end of this demo where the people have just shown you some work that they've done. They've, they've spent their time doing something, and I think everybody in the room feels obligated to just clap. Like, yeah. well, I have to show some praise. Like, I have to pat you on the head and say that you did a good job. But I think if you were to go around the room and ask everybody, like, why are you clapping? Like, what? It's just... They because I have to, to right? it's expected. Yeah, everybody it's else is clapping. They see me not clapping. That's what you do. Like, like, could we have effort ceremonies where, like, we go out and do a demo? And what that's we what re- it is. No, but what we really do is we go dig like a ten foot hole that's like <laughs> right. yeah. one foot in diameter with a teaspoon, and we say like, my feature is so great, we need to go outside and look at it. It's so customer facing, we have to go out to the public, and everybody gets all excited. You come and you say, look at this hole, and everybody's like, what the hell is that? And it's like, it's my hole. Do you know? I spent all day digging this hole, and when they look at you and like you are dumb, say like. Well, it's just as valuable as every other feature shown in the demo. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's one thing that really is interesting about this to me is that I think the bounds of this problem of like the basically the amount of bullshit that people can ignore is like this really narrow thing. Because if I were to say I did the same feature, but instead what I did was I went over to this typewriter and I typed the code out and then I scanned it in in OCR and then I saved the file. Like that took me three times as long. Like isn't that great? Like of course not. That's yeah. so stupid. And it the but same. There's some like a little bit less than that, and then I get away with it and I get praised it, it, for it. It's because the people praising generally don't understand. So you know they don't know the different. Like they only are looking at the output, and the output looked like you had a lot of effort. They don't know that all that effort was stupid effort, and there was this much, much simpler way to do it. So they think like, "Wow, like you went, you you did what you did exactly what was necessary to get this done. Not you completely were moronic and could have done this in a much well, more simple." Yeah, and I've seen it doubly so, even when the output is poor. Right, like because you put even more it. effort into it, well, it's, it's like, "Wow." Right. This really looks terrible, but you worked so I was the same hard thing. Like at getting this done. There's so much with failure. Like, well, you didn't, you didn't succeed, but man, you tried really hard. Like, as long as you tried really hard, that's all that matters. And and in school, that was the case, right? As long as you showed your work, even if you got the wrong answer, like, we'll still give you a nine out of ten points. Maybe we could call this the taxi cab principle. So taxi cab drivers only get paid for like the distance and the time you're in the cab. So if you jump into a new city and you don't know anything about it and you don't know any better. They'll take you all around so that they can have a much right. quicker fare. When in reality, shouldn't we pay them for? If you could get me to the place quicker, I would actually pay you more money instead yep. of. I've done that. If, if you went the long way, yep. right? And I think I think product owners are kind of like tourists. They have no idea how far or how long something is. So is if the cab driver drives through all this traffic and is swearing the whole time about how horrible this is and how far it is, they're so pleased as punch when they get there that it's like I'm going to give you an extra tip because you really were a trooper and. Treated me well during this really long taxi ride. So, so Roy and I decided that we're going to start shaming people who who try really hard and yeah. work hard. We're going to get a uh, a trophy that we hand out. Right, little little Yoda. That says, at least you tried. <laughs> okay. So to wrap up, if, if I'm a product owner, a dev manager, or whatever, uh, how what's a, what can I do to stop praising effort? <laughs> stop, stop praising effort. effort. Okay, but but how do I do that? Well, first off, stop clapping in the demo when everybody worked really hard to produce nothing. So well, I, I think a big part of it is promote sustainable pace. Yeah, Force okay. everybody to go home at 5 p.m. 
Don't let people come in at six in the morning. Yeah. Don't let them work on the yes. weekends. Make them say like you've got to have some time to have fun. And if they don't have those things, you should say like, well, something's wrong with you. Like you were too serious. Like, and when they're like, well, how else am I going to get all this stuff done? It's like, well, you need to learn to work better. Find a better way. Okay. Find a better way. Yeah, I think being being proud of uh, doing the simplest thing of not working late. All those things uh, are how you start to combat that attitude. All right. Thanks. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. I'm Sharon. And I'm Diana. Leadership's not easy, is it? The dilemmas of leadership, the challenges, they're not alone in their struggle. They want to be a better leader. Yeah. Listen, it's good. Nothing but the truth. Partnerships and Possibilities, a podcast on leadership. Find us on iTunes. The Agile Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.